You're tuned into Bible Snacks. Not the full meal, just a spiritual snack for on the go. Alright, so there's something I say to you that I don't know if it annoys you sometimes or if you're just tired of hearing me say it. What's that? <laughs> Savor the flavor. Savor the flavor. It yeah. sounds like a commercial. Well, I thought it would be a good ad. Savor the flavor. Um, well, it's whenever I'm, you know, if I eat a meal and sometimes you'll want to give me a bite of something else at the end of the meal. And I'll say, no, 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 I'm savoring the flavor because I like the taste of what I just ate. You know, and if I just, it's, if I just had a burger, then, and I don't want to end on fries. Well, Well, hang on. First off. It sounds like I feed you like you're a baby. <laughs> uh, okay. Like you're a baby. <laughs> and second, how do you know what I have isn't better? Well, I, I just I enjoy, I like the moment I'm in. Like if I just took a bite of a burger and I'm and that was the last bite of the burger, and then you say, Hey, here's a French fry, I'm like, No, I'm good with the burger taste. Like I, I wanna savor the flavor because if I um, the burger's gone, so if I eat a French fry the taste of the burger is gone. Well, how long do we have to wait for that flavor to go away? Because eventually it's going to fade. Dissipates. Yeah, that's a good question. I've never measured it. Um, maybe we should pay attention next time and see like how long I can still tell you. Like, yeah, I'm still enjoying the taste of that burger. Yeah, and by then the fries are gone. And then the fries are gone or they're cold. And then, I mean, it's unfortunate when you switch the taste up for something less... Like if I did wait and I was like, okay, I still kind of can taste the burger. And then I eat a, a French fry and it's like a cold fry or like one of the bad fries. Yeah. And it's that burnt piece that you just, you didn't see on the bottom. Yeah. It was bitter. And then. And then that's where you get left off. Burger's and it's like, gone. Oh, yeah. So that's why I always tell you, I, I want to savor the flavor. I like, I like what I got going on right now. And that's why we thought this would be a good podcast. Yeah. Because Why? Because. <laughs> because sometimes we need to savor what God's done in your life. And that correlates to your testimony. But how you're experiencing God, right? So uh, where I'm getting at is I've met a lot of people, Christians, older Christians that, you know, have been Christians for all I'm saying is they've been Christians for a long time, you know, 30 years. And you can ask them, so like, hey, you know, um, what's a what's a way that you've experienced God? You know, uh, where you just feel like you really felt God, saw him at work in your life. And they will tell you about an experience 30 years ago, mm-hmm. 40 years ago. That's true. And it's always the same story. And they've got, you know, three, four stories that, oh, God did this, God did that. And it's like, oh, okay, that was, when was that? Oh, that was 30 years ago. What about something recently? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you experience God last week? Right. And then it's like, um, they don't really know. Or how about last year? Right. It, it's good to savor the flavor, but For you have long? to take it. Yeah. You have to take another bite. And continue to experience that goodness. Yeah. And I mean, that it's grieved my heart when I just say, hear that. And it's like, oh, come on. You know, if you've been a Christian for 30 years, then like we were talking about before, just the mm-hmm. maturity and the growth, man, you should be experiencing God. Taste and see. Yeah. And that the Lord is good. 
in all new ways. I mean, and I would even think the, you know, just like I always said, we're married and I love you more now than I did when we first met and on an even deeper level. It's true. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's true. It's true. Um, Likewise. And, <laughs> like, yeah, that wasn't convincing. Oh, <laughs> uh, and and so if it's like that with us, then I would imagine, you know, tenfold with God. Yep. You've been walking with him for 30 years. Your experience with him now should be pretty intense. Um, so I'm thinking of some scriptures that come to mind, um, specifically actually in the Old Testament here, because you know how a lot of times uh, they would actually make a, uh, like an altar of remembrance right? when God would come through yeah. and do something for him. But probably the biggest one I think of is the Ark of the Covenant, mm-hmm. which is also known as the Ark of the Testimony. Your testimony. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, I got a trivia question for our audience. Okay, go for it. All right. You'll have to think in your minds on this one. Um, now, in the Ark of the Covenant, there's... Three items. What are the three items in the ark? Hmm. I think you're going to tell us. (laughs) I am. I'm going to tell you. Um, Hebrews 9. But you should be thinking, what were the three items? And bonus points to anybody out there who knows right off the bat (laughs) what the three (laughs) items are. Hebrews 9 verse 4 tells us, uh, which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was... The golden pot that had manna, and Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of the covenant. So, three things. The pot that held the manna, Aaron's budded rod, and the uh, stones with the Ten Commandments on them. And the one that I want to talk about today is the one that held the manna. Because the manna was what God fed the Israelites when they were in the wilderness. Each morning they'd wake up and there was manna which was like a bread kind of tasted like honey or whatever and it was it was their food while they were in the wilderness they had to depend upon it Mm -hmm. Uh, it says this in exodus uh, 16 31 and the house of israel called the name thereof manna and it was like coriander seed white and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey Mm, sounds good huh it does and moses said this is the thing which the lord commandeth fill an omer of it to be kept for your generations, that they may see the bread wherewith I have fed you in the wilderness, when I brought you forth from the land of Egypt. And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a pot, and put an omer full of manna therein, and lay it up before the Lord, to be kept for your generation. As the Lord commandeth Moses, so Aaron laid it up before the testimony to be kept. Mm. So this was something that they could look back to. And remember what God had done in their lives. Exactly. How he provided for them the testimony. It was a testimony. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I never even noticed that it it was also called the Ark of the Testimony. That was just the Ark of the right. Covenant. Right, yeah. When we were talking about it earlier, it was like, well, you know, for this episode, talking about basically testimony and being able to tell others what we've experienced and how, how good God is and... um the word testimony kept coming up. And when you read your scriptures, it surprisingly says the Ark of the testimony. So I was like, all right, that's yeah. the direction we're going then. You know, we all say today, Hey, what's your testimony? When someone asks you, what's your testimony? 
we typically want to know your salvation testimony when God ultimately worked in your life and you, you came to a, uh, to know him as your Lord and savior. Right. Um, and then your testimony is also just like you said, all the ways God's worked in your life. Absolutely. And, you know, plenty of times in the old Testament, um, you know, individuals would set up altars and they were called Mm -hmm. altars of remembrance for anyone who came across it. They would see that this meant something that God had done something in this place and it was special. Um, it reminds me as I was looking for scripture, um, one in particular jumped out and I, I had to think for a second and I remembered, wow, this is scripture that I used. Um, Hmm. you know, for anybody not familiar, we had a home birth for our last daughter and it was very personal for me, um, because of my, my walk with Christ. I feel like he was calling me to have that home birth and, uh, that's a whole nother episode, but long story short, I just filled the room with scripture Mm -hmm. that was important. Um, that was encouraging that I felt like, you know, was going to help me remember this as the testimony that God was calling me to. And the scripture is Isaiah 43 verses, uh, one through three. But now thus saith the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and flame shall not consume you, for I am the Lord your God. Amen. So for you, that was your uh, remembrance. Yeah, absolutely. One thing we can do on a tangible level is to keep a journal. You know, I Hmm. think that that's a good way for us to um, not only look back at what God's done and savor those experiences and those, those times that he's walked with us or shown us something, but also to look forward to say, you know, God can do this and more. Yeah. Um, No, that's awesome. And then you look back in your walk with Christ and read the journal and it kind of reminds you of like, Oh yeah, what God was doing in your life back on that day. Um, I just remembered, remember, we should probably get back into doing this, but we had actually, it's right up there, <laughs> the glass jar, got yeah. this glass jar and all these little pieces of blank paper. And we had started, we'd pull out a piece of blank paper and we would write down when God did something really cool mm-hmm. and where we felt like he just showed up and we'd write that memory down and then we would throw it in the jar. So then, um... Then from time to time, we could open it up and uh, pull out a memory and read it. And be like, oh, yeah, remember that? That was cool. Yeah. Um, and we actually, we haven't done that in a while. We haven't. Well, we we should get back to doing that because um, that's a pretty good idea. Or maybe our listeners have other ideas, too. They'd like to share something they do, whether it's a journal or a memory pot or something. But um and that's exactly why the manna was in the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, the Ark of the Covenant, that that was a huge testimony. Um, for back then, for them, it was their, their power, their symbol that God was with them. Yeah. And now, today, we have Christ living in us. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the symbol that we're, you know, we're walking with God as He in our lives. But in this Ark were items that all testified to 
miraculous ways God had came through for them. And the manna being a big part of that, you know, being their sustenance every day. And right. that's there's really three things we learned from that. Every day, the people had to be hungry to go out and collect the manna. Right. Because if you recall, it wouldn't be there the next day. It would only give you enough to last one day. Mm-hmm. So you had to be hungry to want it. Right. And then you had to eat it. And it's funny because every single day it was new. Mm-hmm. So they could savor the flavor, but for a short time before they had to take a new bite. Had to. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so we think about that on physical nourishment. Every day they had to right. take of it for their physical nourishment. But think of it for our spiritual nourishment. Every day we've got to take up that word, take a bite out of that word for that day's spiritual nourishment. Right. Um, but in order for it, you know, to work, to be effective, you've got to have that hunger. You've got to do it every day and you've got to then eat it, consume it, read it, right? take it in. Good point. Um, but the other lesson we learned from it is all of these, uh, they, they, these Israelites had to collect it early in the morning. Mm-hmm. If the sun came up and in the heat of the day, it would burn up the manna. So they had to collect it early in the morning, which shows us that we too should put that as a priority to get in the word first thing in the morning, because I'm guilty of this, like this morning, actually. If you didn't pick up the word in the morning and spend a little bit of time with him, before you know it, you know, I'm running late to an appointment. And it's really easy to, no pun intended, but chew on something from the previous day. When you get up and you're in a hustle and, you know, something's bugging you from the previous day, you haven't taken a fresh perspective or a fresh bite of the goodness of God to say, Lord, you know, set my mind on the things above mm-hmm. as this day gets started. Um, so be sure to savor that flavor, but don't chew on it for too long because God has something new for us every day. Boom. Enjoy the taste.